0: I'm Steph.
1: And I'm Jeff. Each week, we review a film that's streaming online.
0: As writers, we'll deep dive into the characters and plot to tell you if it's a good story.
1: Listen at your own risk. This review contains spoilers.
0: Now sit back, relax, and, and enjoy, enjoy Stream on. Today we'll be reviewing Lion, streaming on Amazon Prime.
1: A little kid in India winds up separated from his family after falling asleep on a train. 20 years later, Google Earth reunites him with his family. Google really is our friend.
0: Lion was directed by Garth Davis in his feature directorial debut. It was written by Luke Davies, and it's based on a 2013 nonfiction story, A Long Way Home, by Saru Briarly. This is a biographical drama from Australia, and it stars Dev Patel as Saru Briarley, a boy who gets lost on a train in India and 25 years later goes back to try to find his birth parents. Nicole Kidman as Sue Briarley, Saru's adopted mom in Australia. Rooney Mara as Lucy, Saru's girlfriend. Sunny Parar uh, as Saru is a child. Priyanka Bose as Kamla, Saru's birth mom. David Wenham as John Briarley, Saru's adopted father. And Divian Ladwa as Montosh Briarley, Saru's adopted brother.
1: Why did you pick this film?
0: So, we haven't done a foreign film that I'm aware of, and so I thought it would be good to check out a foreign film. This got great reviews. It had six Academy Award nominations back in 2017, and I thought the true story of this film that it was, that it was based on was compelling, and so I was curious to see how they would tell uh, this story on the screen.
1: So, what would you like to bring up about the plot? Uh,
0: so the first thing that I wanted to discuss is the pacing of this plot. So I felt that this story had a really strong first half opening, and then a much weaker second half. And I would say that what made the first half so powerful is that you see Saru as a child get lost in India, and he becomes this um, street child. And it's, there's not a lot of Dialogue. It's, but it's visually very powerful. It, it felt like a Charles Dickens novel set in India, and the film it shows really sad, tragic. You know, the underbelly of Indian society where there are apparently I was researching this eighty thousand children that disappear a year, um, and. You know, there, there's a lot of children that end up as street children. Um, so it does a good job of showing that, but it never gets preachy about it. It really stays organic and immerses you into the world of what it's like to be this little boy lost in India and on the streets and I thought it was so well acted by Sunny Powar and he was just a screen stealer like they they did a good job finding that kid and what was interesting is that he actually came from a slum in Mumbai like he they auditioned local children and he just auditioned at his local school and got the part so I thought that was really cool that this child actor came from the slums and so had first-hand experience with what that was like um, as he was acting the, p- the part of the younger Saru. Um, so, just loved that full opening. It was just so immersive. And then the story did this, like, sh- major shift where we see Sonny as an adult, played by Dev Patel, and nothing wrong with Dev Patel as an actor. Like, he did a good job with the part, but it just, the pace really slowed and came to a halt after such a rich, faster-paced opening that I, I, I struggled with how abrupt of a change it was when we see him as an adult. Now he's trying to, like, th- there's a lot of just more contemplative scenes where he's trying to figure out who he is, where he came from, uh, and stuff with his girlfriend, stuff with his family. It just really the pace significantly slows and then you know builds up again to him finding using google earth to find his birth mom so what are your thoughts about how this film was paced in terms of the first and second act
1: well i say the pacing is fine throughout the film what i would say though is that the first act so up until we get to australia is so well told through, as you mentioned, almost purely visuals, and is so nightmarish and is such a primal fear of a lot of people, even adults, who hadn't had that fear as a kid that they're gonna be left by their mom and have to, you know, have to make their way through the world. I think most children at some point have probably had that kind of nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that a lot of people feel and it worked really well. The rest of the film though is just boring. I just didn't find the story interesting or the characters at that point interesting. The pacing itself, like literally how the story is being told, I don't think was slow or anything. It just, it was fine. It was just a story that was being told wasn't interesting. And this is a good example of how telling a story using the events that really happened actually hinders the film as a narrative. Finding your mom through Google Earth is boring finding your birth parents through or your birth family by sitting on your couch with the laptop may have been the way he did it but that is not visually interesting and not it's not an interesting story and this movie like any other based on a true story is a fictionalized version we are seeing 30 years compressed so we're seeing bits and pieces to tell a coherent tale i think that once you get past the uh, mumbai stuff it's just it's a slog to get through and it The payoff isn't that interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say the final scene where he actually goes back to the village where he was from and finds his mom and that moment was really powerful. And it was definitely, for me, a tearjerker moment. So the way it ended, I brought it back. But there was, I agree with you, that significant chunk in the middle of all the stuff in australia like i wasn't that invested with him and his girlfriends i mean they tried to do this whole thing where he was like getting so lost in terms of finding his roots and where he came from that he was neglecting his girlfriend but i mean rooney mar did the best she could with the what little part she had but it wasn't that interesting they did do this side plot with um his adoptive brother who also came from an indian orphanage mantosh and he had a lot of um trauma and behavioral problems because of whatever traumas he went through in the orphanage, um, which I'm sure were pretty severe. And so they tried to do stuff with that, but it felt very disjointed. Like they they dropped it in, but didn't really carry that plot through. Um, So maybe if they would have done more with Mantosh, it could have made that middle section more interesting. I don't know. What are your thoughts about how to like rev up the excitement in the middle section?
1: Cut the girlfriend completely, mm-hmm. unnecessary, and yes, use the brothers so that you can actually then look at the different experiences that these two individuals had coming from a similar root environment, but then how they turned out in Australia. And then there you have the tension between the two brothers and the family and keep it like how... This is what's motivating them. This is what's motivating him. And I think that that would have made it more dramatically interesting because there's nothing at all dramatic about him and his girlfriend. Yeah, no,
0: that part, you really could have cut the whole girlfriend thing. Yeah, I mean, Nicole Kidman, like, she's such a strong actress. You could have used her more, especially with, like, there was – obviously that guilt over Mantosh, right? They, they kept trying to figure out how to help him mm-hmm. and they kept failing. And there's, you know, that profound sort of guilt around that. You could have done more with that. Um, and, you know, they're, they're two very different kids, right? So... Saru was sort of the you know the model adopted kid, right? He he functioned pretty well, and Mantosh was the one with all the issues, and so you you definitely could have added more tension there between them, as, as because they were two very different style adopted kids, and we never find out what happens to Mantosh. We assume it's really horrible. Like they imply it's likely sexual abuse from the orphanage and things like that just because they had an earlier scene in the orphanage that implied that so they sort of imply that it was very similar to what happened to mantosh but they never come out with it so we never really learn what happened to him that led to him being as broken as he was with all of the the trauma and behavioral issues that he had
1: right because his character is so poorly developed he comes across as a cliche
0: yeah The
1: self-abusing drug addict. Bad brother.
0: sad because it sounds like, you know, I think he could have been a much more richly developed character. Maybe have him, you know, be at the, I mean, you would have had to put some artistic liberties into the story, but if he had been there in that same orphanage with Saru and we could have seen some things, like maybe something like that would have helped us invest in Mantosh's character a little bit more to to rev up the second half.
1: Well, one of the issues that, I think could have been fixed by changing some of the focus or at least changing some of the characters we're focusing on is potentially show the two brothers some time between eight year old orphans and adults. Right. Cause there is a huge jump.
0: Oh yeah. It just jumps. He's a little kid. And then all of a sudden he's surfing in Australia as an adult.
1: And yeah. I actually think that having a second act set during as, as her teenagers and show how they've developed and show how Saru is, fitting fairly well into his new culture and Antusha's not and that he's going deeper into drugs and abuse and violence and all that and then as your third act then how they've ended up but also then you can get into this idea that okay by seeing how they're developing and developing apart as opposed to just kind of presenting them at the end state so you can see how Saru looking for his mom you could even see some more tension with his adopted parents because they seem fairly just supportive.
0: But you know there's a lot more tension going on there, especially with Mont- Montouche and having you no know, adopted child that has significant issues that take up an enormous amount of their time.
1: Right, but see, I think what I would have done then is I would have brought that more to the fore. It's like, okay, here's the one, here's a successful child. and There are air quotes here, people. He's the one who's fitting in, getting the good grades, not taking drugs, and he wants to find his quote, unquote, real family.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So then you have his adoptive family saying, well, you know, we have this one guy who's dependent, you know, still dependent on us, who's just a disaster. Our success just wants to leave and go find his mom. What did we do wrong?
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, And, you know, there's this one powerful scene where, you know, Nicole talks like, Saru just assumed that they couldn't have kids, right? And and he's like, "I'm so sorry, you know, we just we didn't come to you with blank slates, basically. You know, we have we came to you with our own issues and challenges from what we experienced in India prior to you. And Indian orphanages sound like a terrible place for a child to end up in. Um, and you know, and Saru assumes that they couldn't have children, and um, the mom says, no, we could have kids, but I just, Sue felt a calling to adopt, right. like um, that she felt like it was that instead of producing more children, there was already so many children in the world that needed a home. And so it was more this sense of calling that it sounds like she had more than uh, John Briarly. so maybe you could have done something there with the tension between her and the husband and I get it's challenging because they're adapting a real uh, and, and this is where it comes back to adapting an autobiography to, to make it more compelling on film maybe maybe the real life while it's an interesting story it doesn't necessarily make for a feature-length film without a little bit more drama in the middle and maybe maybe that existed, but the family didn't want to show that on screen. So that you could have that dynamic.
1: Yeah, see, I, I think that's it, is that films that are based on a real-life event, especially films that are based on a real person like this, I think it's, it must be difficult for the person who is writing the screenplay or people who are writing the screenplay and the director, because there's that tension between being faithful to this person's actual life, but also making something that is... It works as a story, as a narrative. And I think, again, that's the problem with this is that, like, with his girlfriend, I'm sure she's a real person. But she didn't add anything to this narrative.
0: Yeah, she's just sort of like a boring, supportive person. Like, yeah. I still think, even with the flaws, that first act is so phenomenal. It's To me, it's worth watching just to see that immersive first act. It is so well shot and done, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I had another plot issue that i want to bring up did you um, what do you think about all the flashbacks and like the integration of images of saru's brother into the present did you find i i did not like that, that i thought it was so unneeded but what did you was think
0: was weird i think it was an, art, an interesting artistic choice to try to show what was going on inside his head as he was sort of thinking about trying to like envision what his village used to look like and what his brother used to look like and reenact the events to try to get back there. But I found it distracting as well. I, I didn't think that it added a lot of value. It was like this I overlay, right? I, it was overlaying right. his his brother, his younger brother, um, into his as he was an adult reflecting on things and what happened.
1: The way it's presented though is almost like at times a hallucination. I was like, is this guy mentally unstable? Are there problems here, man? <laughs> flashbacks are don't be wrong flashbacks are fine flashbacks can be very useful for filling in backstory in this case you know a flashback to where he is in this field that he eventually identifies on google earth Mm -hmm. something like that would be i have no problem with those those are useful storytelling tools it gets a little fuzzier or not fuzzier but it's a little more complex if you're trying to do that thing where like you're seeing someone who's not there or the 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 dead person the dead parent who's talking to you or the brother that you left behind and it's just like it's a fairly common storytelling trope when it comes to TV and movies but i think you have to be careful using it and for a film like this which is otherwise fairly realistic to have that in there as a device just that was something that took me out of the
0: film yeah if this had been sci-fi paranormal horror like anything like that like that's a little more fantastical you probably could have made that work but yeah i think a straight flashback like cut from the present where uh saru is thinking about his past or have it be a dream sequence and then show him in the field as a kid with with none of this overlay business going on
1: I don't know. Was, was there anything else you wanted to bring up about this movie?
0: So I was wondering why this film was called Lion. What does anything have to do with a lion? But we finally find out that Saru's name, which is which is actually Sheru, means lion, which is why. But it, like throughout the film I was like, wh- like like sometimes I just wonder why they name a film. What it is, and it, and I had to to figure that out like way at the end. I, f- I feel was when we figured out why it was named Lion. <laughs> so just well, I, I think thing.
1: that was filmed under the title "All Hail Google," but decided not <laughs> to go with that.
0: <laughs> we should call "Google Earth Saves the Day."
1: <laughs> I, I actually I need to go back to that for a second. I'm sorry, but even though that's how it happened, we know that that because I, mean, I I went through and read up like you did on the actual story. And that is how it happened. he That's how he got a handle on where he was from. Did you just, I don't know, I just found that such an underwhelming way in the context of a dramatic story to find somebody. I, it it really did not work for me. And the way it was shot was, it was literally this like, oh, he's sitting on his couch and f- just does it.
0: There's yeah, like, and he recognizes like, was it a water tower or something? Something like that, There's yeah. something where, yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to do it, like, more like rapid montage or something to me ma- i don't know what to do to make it more exciting because <laughs> that's how he did find her
1: i don't have a good answer for you for that off the top of my head i cannot think of some better way to do that other than just to just jettison that as a plot point and figure out just some completely fictionalized way that he found her
0: or i mean another thing you could do is have like that really powerful opening keep it as is that was great have a more engaging second act with mantosh and the adoption adopted family and the tension there and then have just a quick google earth montage and maybe like maybe a significant fight or something happens in the family that causes him to do this like all-nighter on Google Earth montage scene to then compel him to go to India. And then you have that powerful, like, final moment in India where he finds his mom and this and that. Like, I think you just needed to shorten the research, just like a lot of films do and when it's in the, like, research or study hard for a test phase or whatever it might be. It's just a it's a quicker montage to get to the next thing.
1: Yeah, that, that probably would have worked. It yeah. would have worked better than what we got, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so any any other plot issues you want to bring up?
0: No, I think that's really it.
1: All right then. So, what scene did you like the most?
0: So, for me, the you know, I struggled because I like I loved the opening scene, um but I also really liked the closing scene. And so I decided to choose the closing scene, the reunion between Saru and his birth mom. It was so powerful. It was well acted, and it brought tears to my eyes. Uh, It was just a, it was, it was a tearjerker, but I felt rewarding ending, Uh, and so uh, that to me was the best scene, and it was, even though you had to kind of struggle through the slower middle part of the movie, to me it was worth it to get that final reunion scene. What about
1: you, Jeff? So I like the sequence at the beginning of the film, starting with Saru waking up on a train alone as it's going. He doesn't know where. And he's seeing the terrain around him changing. And he clearly, you know, is the actor's doing a really good job for a kid of kind of, it's not even terror so much as numbness. He's just like going into this alien world. Mm -hmm. And up through um, his first night in Mumbai where he – there's this huge you know, crowd of strangers and things like that, and he manages to get through it and find some other street kids that he can sleep with, right, mm-hmm. or sleep near. And then they're attacked by some guys who are kidnapping them, taking them off for who knows what. That whole sequence is such a great nightmare scene, and the actor does such a really nice job with it. It's easily the best part of this film. Yeah,
0: I mean, the the whole opening sequence is just powerful, Definitely a close second to me to that end reunion scene. Uh, what about your least like scene?
1: It's the uh, flashbacks and the uh, integration of uh, Saru's brother into the present day sequences that we talked about. I just did not like that. It took me out of the film. H- how about you? What did you not like about this?
0: So that I chose the exact same thing. It's the overlaying of the adult and child Saru in the same scenes. It, it was a really confusing way to do a flashback. So we are in agreement there.
1: So, Steph, on a scale of zero to five street urchin pandas, what would you give Lion?
0: I gave this a four. I think it's a solid film. It does take you on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. It takes you down some dark alleys of India, the street kids, the orphanages, etc. It's worth it. The uplifting ending, to me, makes it worth it. You do have to deal with that, that middle part of the film that drags, so it loses a point for me for that. But I... I really did overall enjoy this film. I appreciated the use of um, Hindi and Bengali in the first part of the film to help it stay authentic. Like, I don't think you needed English subtitles or that being changed. Like, it, it really, the, the film did such a good job in the opening, first third of the film, to, like, show you what Saru was going through with all the visuals that you didn't need language. And it actually, to me, worked better that it used Hindi and Bengali. Um, so overall, I would recommend this one. What about you, Jeff?
1: So I gave this a 2.5. I ha- thought it had obviously a very strong opening. But, you know, it had that really kind of weak middle, and I didn't find the ending that affecting. I I understand what you're saying about that, you know, the final scene and all that and being emotional. But by the time we got there, I was just kind of bored with what was going on. I would recommend this film, though. The first act is so strong and so well done that I think even if you are like me and didn't particularly like the rest of the film, it's worth watching just for that. Other than that, though, yeah, it's a it's a decent movie. It an, it's a It is what I would define as an average film. Well done, but nothing spectacular.
0: So, Jeff, what do we have coming up next week?
1: So next week, we're going to be checking out Aliens currently on Amazon. Stream On is a production of Steph and Jeff Wright's Media. Reproduction without written consent is prohibited. All rights reserved 2021.